Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things super show. The big story this week revolves around SRG Universe's appearance at ArmorCon. ArmorCon is a convention, three-day convention running from Friday to Sunday, which is today as I'm recording this, in Marlboro, Massachusetts. SRG Universe did something they've never done before. As far as convention events go, normally each event at a convention has its own price points. With this convention, not only did they have that option, but they also had a convention pass option. $30 got you into every single event they were running. It also got you decks and competitors, what you would need to play in events if you had absolutely nothing for this game going in. I'm going to give you the rundown on the events in a moment. First, before I get to that, let me talk about new product. No new product. As far as I know, it came out this weekend either at the convention or on supershowthegame.com. From what I know regarding new product, the supply chain shortages that have been happening across the country are affecting SRG Universe as well. So we may not see new card releases. I believe this is part of the reason why the Halloween-themed deck, which was thought to be coming out toward the end of this month, Watch it be coming out closer to Christmas, closer to late December. I don't know how it's going to affect things like the uh, Deep South Wrestling competitor set. That was slated to come out at PAX Unplugged. The Deep South Wrestling event SRG Universe is doing Saturday night, PAX Unplugged weekend, in conjunction with Deep South Wrestling, was going to have this pack also debut. I don't know how it affects things. I know there was also a possibility that the next set of cards in the weapon series for this year, the next pineapple, trash can, and sledgehammer cards might come out. Apparently that did not happen. But that's enough about new product. Let's talk about the events. There are quite a number of events scheduled. That schedule was posted during Talk of the Universe. It was displayed during the uh, show. I believe uh, Mr. Ant West also included that as part of his weekly recap of the Universe article he does. As far as I know, not all of these events happened. Let me run down what I know. Friday, there was supposed to be a new player singles event. From what I know, and for everything I'm reporting on ArmorCon, it was very difficult to get information. I'm going to give you as much as I have, but I don't have everything. With that being said, let's talk about what happened. Friday, there was a new player singles event. As far as I know, there were only four players in the event. From what I understand, it was a double elimination event. Of those four players, by the way, only one of them was actually a new player. The finals ended up being Simon Strauss, who had gone undefeated into the finals, versus Steve Resk, who had one loss. So Steve Resk needed to win back-to-back matches to win the event, and he did. Steve Resk wins the new player event Friday. As far as I know, that was the only event that actually happened Friday. 
I don't know if there were any other single events that were supposed to be happening. There might have been a singles event with a triad championship shot on the line. I don't believe that happened. As far as I know, the only event that happened was the new players event. If there were other Friday events, I am sorry. I could not get that information. Saturday. From what I know, Saturday, there were three events. The first event I'll talk about is a heavyweight tournament, the ArmorCon heavyweight tournament. I don't know how many players were in the tournament. I don't know what the uh, format was. I don't know if it was singles rounds, bullet rounds, Swiss. I don't know how they determined the top cut. But I can tell you that the semifinals were two matches. The first was a singles match. The SRG Turtle, Franklin Clark, playing as Lady Baba, faced Lucky Cat Nico, playing as Aerial Lipstick. The other match in the semis was a trios match. Connor the Crush Tolson, playing as Rao Rob Harry, versus Edo Ortiz, playing as Kenny Omega, versus the main event, Stu Rainey, playing as Krampus. Lucky Cat Nico and Edo Ortiz won those two matches. As a result, they faced off in the finals. It was a standard singles match in the finals. At crowd meter one, Edo Ortiz wins. Now, it had been stated that the winner of this tournament would get a shot at the LFF Tri-State Championship. Because Edo won, he doesn't live in the territory. He's not eligible. As far as I know, he gave that shot to the tournament runner-up to the other finalist, Lucky Cat Nico. I don't know what's going on with that shot. We did earlier this week, I hadn't reported on it yet, have a resignation from the general manager of the LFF Tri-State Singles Division. Miss Fury resigned her position. I don't know what that means for the LFF Tri-State Championship at this moment, but I have seen people throwing their names out there for shots at the GM position. Jeffrey Fox has thrown his name out there. I believe Big Match Pete, Pete Robinson, has thrown his name out there. We'll have to see what's going on, but that's in a little bit of turmoil right now. Either way, getting back on track with Armacron, Edo Ortiz is your new Armacron heavyweight champion. The next tournament was a tournament for shots at the Triad Championship, the LFF Triad Championship, currently held by Shane Strickland. There's a lot about this tournament I don't know. There were two teams of six players. One team was captained by the main event, Stu Rainey. The other team was captained by Candyman Dave. The players in this tournament drafted their decks. Basically, each player got a Rainbow Girl versus Terror Skull deck. One of the two decks out of that starter set, they're both the same. Each player received a payoff pack. As far as I know, all the skill cards were live. And basically, you had to, from those cards, build your 1 through 27, pick your competitor, and play. I don't know the format of this tournament. I know there were four to five rounds announced. I don't know if they played all four to five. I don't know if essentially, because there were two teams, the first team only played against people from the second team, or if you could play anybody. I don't know how they determined the top cut, who made the top cut, if there are any stipulations of the top cut, any multiplayer matches, 
what I can tell you is this. The finalists for this event were the main event, Stu Rainey, playing as the Freak, which is a reskin of RJ Bombshell. It's an alternate identity for RJ Bombshell. And Lucky Cat Nico playing as Alton Black. Lucky Cat Nico making her second finals this weekend. This was also a standard singles match in the finals. It went to crowd meter three. The winner here, the main event, Stu Rainey. Now, I don't know if this means Stu Rainey gets to be a contender for the triad championship. I don't know if he gets to pick somebody for the triad championship. I don't know if he gets to pick both contenders. I don't know what's going on. All I know is this match had triad contender implications. I don't know anything else. I wish I could give you more information on this. I just don't have it. I have not been able to get it prior to recording. I was trying. I just failed. I'm sorry. I apologize to the listeners. I know you expect better. I just could not deliver. Saturday night, the final event for Saturday is a Cosmic Clash event. In this tournament... Each player has six competitors they're going to play with. Each competitor has to have a different printed 10 skill. One of those six is a Cosmic Crusader, and from what I understand, they had to have given you a Cosmic Crusader box set because the deck you used was the deck for the Cosmic Crusader. From what I understand also, this tournament involved you swapping out the competitor and finishes at the start of the match and then each time the crowd meter went up. I don't have any other details besides that. I don't know how many players. I don't know how many rounds. I don't know how many stipulations. I know that the finalists were Candyman Dan and a new player, John Doe, and that Candyman Dan won the event. I don't know if there are any implications for Candyman Dan beyond this. I don't know if they decide to make this also determining match for the Triad Championship. Those are the results for the Saturday tournament that I can give you. Sunday, there was talk Sunday about doing some sort of Tornado Tag event. There was talk about maybe doing some standard uh, multiplayer tag. As far as I know... None of that happened. There were no events on Sunday. If there were, I apologize, but I did not see that reported anywhere, and nobody that I reached out to provided me any answers on anything like that. So if there were Sunday events, again, I apologize for having no information on them. And that was ArmorCon. So congratulations to Stu Rainey, Edo Ortiz, Candyman Dan, Lucky Cat Nico for making back-to-back finals, Steve Resk for winning Friday night, and that's it. Hopefully we'll get more information on the outcome of ArmorCon this week. I'm assuming Talk of the Universe, Steve Resk, will give a lot more detail. I'm just sorry I could not bring more information to you here. Looking forward, the next big event in Super Show is going to be The Super Show Fall Brawl at Highlander Games in Boonton, New Jersey, taking place next Saturday. 
October 23rd, 2021, as I'm recording this. This is a Create a Competitor tournament. 2020 Visions in effect, 2021 Visions in effect. Snake Pits Band, Vanilla Gorillas Band, the original version of EC Splash. That is the strike finish for EC3 that allows it to be a lead on turn one. Those are banned. All the Ikuzo cards are currently banned. That's competitors, and that's all the 1 through 27 cards. All that's banned. There is a diversity rule for the top eight. Highlander rules will be in effect for the Swiss rounds, which is 40-minute timer. If time is called, gimmicks are blanked, and the crowd meter in all of the remaining matches will be immediately raised to crowd meter 5. They have announced the stipulations for the top eight. The top eight, a.k.a. the quarterfinal round, all the matches will be steel cage matches. In the top four, the semifinal round, they will all be Ring of Fire matches. And the finals will be a main event match using the main event stipulation. The prizing for the top eight is going to be as follows. The winner, of course, gets to create their own competitor in Super Show the Game. Second place gets their first pick of one of three New Japan Pro Wrestling box sets. Third place gets the next pick of one of those packs. Fourth place gets the final, the remaining New Japan Pro Wrestling box set. Fifth place receives two mystery boxes. Sixth place receives two payoff packs. And the other two players in the top eight receive a mystery box. In addition, this event is also being done in conjunction with IWA, which I believe stands for Intense Wrestling Alliance. After the event at Highlander Games, there's going to be a wrestling show nearby for IWA featuring Super Show's own TJ Marconi. There are tickets available for both on supershowthegame.com. You can buy a ticket just for the event at Highlander Games, Super Show Fall Brawl. You can buy a ticket for both Super Show Fall Brawl and the wrestling event. Or you can buy a ticket for the wrestling event alone. All three options are available. I've given out the prices in the past. The prices are listed. And as far as I know, last time I checked, supershowthegame.com, all of the tickets are still listed. So you can still go to all those events. I know that there may be, if possible, some events at Super Show Fall Brawl, some matches at Super Show Fall Brawl that have implications for the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championships. I don't know what's going on with those. There might just be a couple featured matches. I know there was talk at one point about kind of an open tournament. I don't believe that's happening anymore. There may be a couple featured matches. Just have to wait and see for that day. I imagine the things like that are going to be time permitting because they are going to try to get this tournament done in time for people to attend the IWA event. One last thing I forgot to mention for Armacon, I probably should have done that, especially because the winner of this belt, Simon Strauss, helped me out quite a bit getting information for Armacon, as well as, of course, hosting two events this week that I'll talk about in a little while, the Proving Ground and the Thursday night event. Simon Strauss walked out 
of Armacon as the Pop and Twist champion. That's a belt that's only available to be defended at conventions. So congratulations to him. But now to get back to future events, that's all I have on Super Show Fall Brawl. The next big event after that, to my knowledge, is Marktoberfest, November 6th and 7th. There hasn't been any new information released as far as I know regarding the events at the actual you know, play space on the 6th and potentially on the 7th. We don't know what's going on. I have heard there may be a Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship Tournament on the 7th. The sign-ups for that, the requests to be in that tournament are closed. That happened days ago, so you can't get involved in that. That's already done. But I've heard that's going to happen on the 7th. But that's not from anybody in charge running actual Marktoberfest 3. That's just something I've heard. They have not released anything new other than the Creative Competitor Tournament on Saturday, November 6th at the Doubletree in Westlake. They did announce a hotel block Super Show discussion group. SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook has that post there. Has the information you need if you want to book a room in the Doubletree. There are 20 rooms available. I don't know how many of those are left at the time I'm recording this. And then no news on anything else coming up. No other news on future in-person events. That's pretty much all the news as far as Super Show for this week. Nothing new product-wise came out. No new announcements for product. Except that they did preview a new potential Cosmic Crusader. Cronus on Talk of the Universe. They showed off his competitor card, his gimmick, some of his finishes. I've also seen art for a potential Pluto competitor. So we may be getting two new Cosmic Crusaders down the line. No idea when or where those will debut. But yeah, that's going to be it for the news outside of the online tournaments from this past week. Let's talk about those. Just two this week, both run by the Dread Pirate tech support, Simon Strauss. The first is the Monday Night Proving Ground Tournament. This was the Through the Looking Glass Tournament. It was a standard singles tournament all the way to the end, and then only in the finals match did the stipulation kick in. I'll do my best to explain it. It's kind of an odd stipulation. Let me go through the players in the top. So after the initial two hours of bullet rounds, the top four ended up being in fourth place using Back Hurton, Young Allergy in third place using Dr. J. Kill, Johnny Hinkle. The finalists were Greg Shockley, using Gia de los Muertos, and Jeff McPeak using the Immortal Warrior. I believe it's the flip version, since all the other versions are part of 2020 Vision. They cannot be used normally in events. So I'm assuming that's the flip version of Immortal Warrior. So, the Through the Looking Glass event. Each player takes a card from outside the game, strike, grapple, or submission, places it face down. When a player 
for the first time in the match, plays a finish, hits the finish, the opponent reveals the card that he had face down. If those cards match move type, the finish roll happens. If they don't, I believe the card stays in play, the finish stays in play, and now the match can only end for that player if they play a finish of that type. So, for example, let's say I'm playing Gia. I play a Gia's strike finish. My opponent reveals that card that's been faced down the whole match. It's a grapple. The strike finish stays in play. And now, for Gia, she can only win by hitting her grapple. Same thing for the opposite side. If a Mortal Warrior hits a finish, say hits the submission finish, Gia turns over the card. If that card was a strike, submission stays in play. From now on, for the rest of the game, only strike finishes for Immortal Warrior will cause finish rolls. That is how I understand this stipulation to work. The winner ended up being Greg Shockley with Gia de los Muertos. So congratulations to him for winning the Monday Night Proving Ground. I do not know what the next Proving Ground match is supposed to be. Normally that's posted with the posting for the Proving Ground results. I don't see that on Facebook. So we'll just have to find out next week what it was. The other event from Thursday night, also run by Simon Strauss. This was group stages to a top cut with stipulations in the top cut. I don't know what all of the stipulations were in the top cut. I can give you a little information. I know that the cannoli Anthony Perry had a GM favor in the top cut to change one stipulation in the top cut. He changed the stipulation that he was going to be under to a Liger's Den for his match versus Alec Ventresca. I know that John Polverino had a GM's favor. He used that to turn the tables match he was going to have to play into a table cage match. And I know that using what are called Highlander rules, which I don't know what those are, Matt Barone was able to take Ken Fouché's favor and you change a tables match to a lumberjack match. That's all I know. The top three in this tournament ended up being in third place with Johnny Gargano, Alec Ventresca, in second place with Overdog, Matt Barone, and in first place with Scarlet Graves, John Polverino. John Polverino winning the Thursday night event run by the Dread Pirate tech support, Simon Strauss. With that, that's all of the news, that's all of the events that I have for this week. As far as next week goes, there's only one online event listed. It's scheduled for October 30th, so two Saturdays from now as I'm recording this. 3 p.m. start time. This is the Purge event being run 
by Dizzy Derailed. $5 entrance fee. It's going to be all no disqualification matches. There's going to be stipulations. There will be no spectacle cards. And that's all the information listed on supershowthegame.com. Looks like there's still available spaces here, so if you want to play in this tournament, you can. That's the only thing currently posted on supershowthegame.com. Outside of that, I'm sure there's going to be Dojo Tuesday nights. And there are, from what I understand, some new Dojo rules. There aren't going to be any more special guest referee matches in the Dojo, so that's out. The Dojo wheel has changed. They've added a wild card, which allows you to pick any stipulation listed on the Dojo wheel. And as far as participation goes, you have to be in the official Dojo Zoom room to play in the Dojo. If you've signed up in the uh, Twitch queue, in the Twitch chat, you have to then be in the Dojo Zoom room. If you're not, you're not going to get in. If you can't play, message Brian Wait for Schmidt. He's going to be running behind the scenes in the Dojo which means he will not, for the most part, be playing matches in the dojo anymore. Those are the new dojo rules. And then, of course, look for something Thursday. Maybe Chibi's back hosting. Who knows? But that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day. <laughs>